course. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Of course. I, re- I really, I really appreciate your patience. I got so big time. I'm rescheduling with people. I know. Yeah. I, uh, I, I dread, I dread rescheduling with people. I dread it. What happened? What I, I can't, I can't, was I traveling? Is that what I happened? Think, yeah. I think the first one you were, um, you were traveling. I mean, I feel like for all of them, you were, you were doing, you know, something with either out of state traveling family. Well, I, I appreciate your uh, radar. Any friend of Pool Boy's, uh, a friend of mine. How do you know Pool Boy, by the way? Um, I met him after the NorCal Classic. I think it was two years ago. Um, he just he reached out to me, and from there, I felt like you know we just we worked out together. He he would come over to Monterey here where I work out, and we oh, would just you're do- in Monterey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, if I knew that, I forgot that. That's crazy. So you're just right. You're next town down from me. You're Santa Cruz, right? Yeah, I'm in SoCal. Crazy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he would just come down and he would train with me Sundays, and yeah, that's how we started to like to slowly build a, a relationship. Uh, Raphael, how is he? How is he as a training partner? I um I did a uh I went down to CrossFit Livermore. And uh-huh. I worked out with him and I thoroughly enjoyed it, but it was a different experience for me. You know what I mean? Like he hung, I was the old man he was working out with. Yeah. And we did a team workout and he hung out with me it was, and I really appreciated that. You know, like when uh, you probably don't know, but when, when someone hangs out with you, who's like so much better than you and he did stuck with me the whole workout and talked to me, it was cool. I really enjoyed the experience of working out with him. How is it for you just at the, at the, at the other end? Is he a good training a, partner? He's a, he's definitely an, inter- an interesting person. Yeah, um, he's always bringing you know some type of energy. He's, I don't know if he, if I mean you, you worked out with him, but yeah, I felt group. accepted and loved by him. I was just, I was digging him. I was digging. Yeah, him. yeah. I mean that's Mike. Anytime you work out with him, he's just gonna, he's a little more than for me. It's more whenever, whenever I work out, I'm, I'm super focused. But whenever Mike's around, yeah, it's it's more of like okay, like you know, time to enjoy some training with a friend. And that's yeah. something I don't, I don't really get to do very often. I just, it's just me and my wife that train together. Yeah, but like that video right there is it's, we were doing a imam, a forty minute imam, and I think it was ring muscle ups. It might have been, it's burpee box jumps. It's it's always you know for sure it's always two pieces of gymnastics and then either um some some type of a either uh, bike row ski run, but you mean when he comes over that's what you guys do. He, for the most part, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and why is that? You have training partners for different um, aspects. You're like, okay, he's good at gymnastics, so I I, I want to pick some stuff he's good at so he can hang with me. No, not necessarily. We just literally follow whatever the programming is. Yeah, but no, we we don't we don't like pick. I don't I don't say like, oh, Mike, come over. Just you know, you're better at gymnastics. Let's see if I can hang with you. It's more of just you know, gets getting to hang out with getting to hang out with friends and working I, out together. I was watching a video on YouTube of you yesterday and you were in a room working out and you said, we, and I couldn't, I couldn't tell what was going on in the room. Uh-huh. It looked like it just had, um, it had gym equipment in it. It was super uh, sparse and it looked like it just had uh, freshly sheetrocked walls. Is that, oh, yeah, you said you don't, you don't drop weights in there. Where is that? Is that on a second that's, floor? That's my garage. Oh, your garage. Yeah. 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 So that's right here at the house. Why don't you drop weights in there? Uh, just um, we work normally i work out in the mornings so 5 a.m uh-huh. whenever every, whenever um my daughter's sleeping everyone's sleeping so ah, I, don't, wow. I don't want to wake anybody up yeah and, so and you're a 4 30 riser uh usually 4 30 if i know i need to do uh, sorry about the camera right there my my camera whenever i zoom out 
it's uh it's broken so it has that that line coming across that, but uh that... yeah normally normally i wake up in the mornings like i said it's usually 4 30 sometimes 5 if i want to sleep an extra 30 minutes um but yeah that right there is the uh the garage gym what a wild routine you have how how old are you rafael 28 and and you've been to the semifinals twice twice yes yeah. and 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 you have a goal to go to the crossfit games yeah that's that's the goal it's been the goal for i'd say maybe around the last four years three to four years yeah. how did you get that goal do you remember where you were when it popped into your brain and how it it it, it um solidified because from those videos your commitment's insane you're you're so regimented yeah, yeah, I think it started from uh, just watching the 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 um the little small documentaries that they would come out on YouTube with. Um, I, I mean, I started CrossFit when I was it was 2000, I think 17, 2016 probably one of those 16 or 17. Um, and then just you know watching watching people work out, you know that's kind of something that motivated me, like a goal to have. Not that I ever, it's at least during that time, I never thought like, oh yeah, that's I'm gonna be there. But, you know, just joining a gym and, you know, like being like, hey, you know what, maybe I could do this. But, you know, the first the first two years, it's learning the, the basics, learning, learning everything, gymnastics, how to pass and walk, how to do certain movements with the barbell. So I'll say the first two to three years were definitely something that, you know, just trying to catch up to to everyone, the top athletes. And after that, I felt like doing competitions. I was, you know what, I am pretty good at this. And that's when I told myself probably, you know, it'd be a good goal to have to, you know, to eventually try to make it to the CrossFit Games. Is, is it a scary goal to have? It is a scary goal. Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie to you. It is pretty scary. Yeah. Because only 40 people um, get to go from around the world. And, and more specifically, you know, roughly speaking, only 11 people on the western side of the North American continent get to go. Yeah. You know, you know roughly uh, speaking. Yep. It's it's a um there's kind of a winning the lotto component to it. There is. Yeah. I mean especially yeah, like you said there's this year last year there was 60, right? 60 athletes that they took from uh from our side. Um but this year they're going to bring it back down to 40. And then from there even like so even, few get yeah. to go. Yep. Yeah, but like I said it's always just good to have that goal, you know, working working towards that goal if hopefully it does happen, you know, I'll try to do everything in my part to to make that happen. And if it doesn't, then I know exactly what I need to go back and work on. Yeah. Um, when, when this going, going back to what you said about the first two years, is mm. there, is there a list somewhere that's like, um, I have to be proficient in hand step and walking double unders, rebounding box jumps, et cetera, et cetera. And then I have to be able to do a hundred unbroken wall balls with 20 pounds and and then there's another list somewhere else that like I have to have a minimum deadlifts of 425 and a in a you know 295 clean and jerk. Is there a list somewhere that you have that's like is is it that methodical? You can say it's like yes and no. Um, I'd say I definitely did have a list of uh, not not necessarily like what I need to hit, but as far as like my PRs. Every I have so everything I do I write on a notebook right like even even though I follow programming I still write everything on a notebook in the uh, either the back or the front wherever the, the wherever I want to write it I write my goals right like so say this is my current PR say 
you know, like a 315 clean and jerk, right? I'll write my current PR and then I'll write what I want to hopefully hit by the end of the year, whether it's like, you know, a 20 pound difference, um, like that, it pretty much goes for anything. Same thing for ring muscle ups. I have a max set of 20. My goal for this year is hopefully to get close to that, if not even get past that to like maybe 21, 22, but just stuff like that. Yeah, I definitely feel like, you know, every year you want to inch closer to, to getting better. And, and by seeing the improvements, that kind of like motivates you a little bit more. And um, and that includes with the 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 machines too. I'm guessing and and, oh, yeah. and, and things like running. So okay, mm-hmm. I have a six minute mile time. I need to get it to five fifty. I can do this on the ski erg. I can do this. You have PRs for all of those, or yeah, or? I'd say the only the only the only one I wouldn't really like consider like you know having a PR for would be a ski, the ski erg. Um, but as far as the biker, you know, we 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 often do twenty minute watt tests. We um, echo bike it's usually more um for imams like hitting a certain amount of calories in a minute um rowing it's you know it's always a 2k the 5k the 10k stuff like that um but yeah it's it, it works both ways i guess for weightlifting gymnastics and um at any machine that we use what's the highest you finished in the semifinals i believe it was two years ago it was 12th place at the um that was my first year making it that was at the syndicate crown in tennessee and and how and do you remember who won that event the whole thing yeah uh, i want to say it was either justin Madeiras. if not it might have been jason hopper okay it was one, one of those yeah years. it was it was yeah that was one of one of them i could be wrong and do you remember how many they took to go to the crossfit games i think it might have only been like five or four that year okay yeah i want it might it might have been five um uh heidi croom pay attention to us sevi I, I can't i can't i can't pay attention to you just be, <laughs> just be i can't pay attention to you just uh, chill i'm only gonna pay attention to pool boy uh, uh pool boy i judy i quit that whack-ass job uh, pay attention you guys pay attention to me what do you <laughs> <clears throat> uh <clears throat> okay number let me see let me see let me see let me go, go back down a second let me see uh Oh yeah, twelfth yeah, right. place. Oh, you beat Ben Smith, and you're right in between the uh, the great Ben Smith and the great uh, Scott Tetlow. Man, two savage uh, competitors. Yeah, yeah, man, look at those names that you're in there with. Mike. Yeah, gosh. it was crazy. That that honestly was uh, like I said, it was my first year doing the semifinals. The year before that, I missed it. Um, I'll say maybe by like 10, 15 spots, making it to semis. And um, I mean, going into this, I really didn't have any expectations. Just, you know, just try to perform what, you know, try to perform to my best ability. And it definitely shocked me being, this was the final workout, like being with the, with the top dogs, you know, in that final day, I slowly climbed myself up to, you know, being in that last heat. And you had, <clears throat> you had a third place finish. I, I, I what, what workout was that? That, that must've felt great. Oh yeah. Um, that was the, I think five rounds or might've been more. Uh, the shuttle runs with the legless rope climbs. And when that, co- how tall are you? Six, six feet. Yeah. You look really tall and you're in your, you're not uh, a bulky dude. You're, you're uh no, I'm pretty skinny. Yeah. I yeah, wish I could much, get bigger. How much do you weigh? Um, running around like 195 to 200. Okay. Well, yeah. You, 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 and you're still not light though. That's still not light. You yeah. still, gymnastics are still a challenge. That's a lot of dude to move around. Yeah. And, and 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 what happened? What did you place last year? 
last year, I think I might have got 26. You could double check that, but yeah, I want to say 26. In, in how did that affect you? How does that affect you to go 12th one year and then 26th the next year? As because you're, would you, do you take that as you got further from your goal? No, no, because I know, um, you know, I worked my ass off to, to, to get there again. And this year I did it, um, I guess going from quarters to semis, right? I placed better. Um, I got a better placement, but it was more of, I knew a lot of those workouts were a lot of my weaknesses. Um, if you think about it, there was a workout with overhead squats. That's one of my weaknesses. Um, and then there was another workout with two of the workouts pretty much were snatches. It was the 800 meter run building up to one or max snatch. And then it was power snatches at a certain weight with the run. Oh, I mean, the run for right. me is not. Yeah. Those so were like, those, that was the year was back to back workouts with the yeah, run, yeah, right? Yeah. This, okay. Yep, yep. Yep. So just for me, if you eliminate those three workouts, I know that um, I could have done a lot better placement wise. But as far as my fitness, as far as my strength, I mean, that's that's all I had in me at that time, you know. Um, Daniel Garrity, is this the Hispanic James Sprague? Uh, no, it's the Hispanic uh, um, Humpty Hump. Do you remember Humpty Hump <laughs> from Digital Underground? Do you know who that is? From Do you know Digital I don't. Underground? Oh, no, 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 no. Is uh, that a movie? No, Digital Underground's a rap group uh, from back in the day. Uh, Tupac came out of there. They were oh, okay. awesome. God, they were so awesome. Yeah, and uh, if you heard his song, you would recognize it. He, there's a line. Uh, my name is Humpty. Uh, oh, I think I'm really heard. funny looking. I swear. I stare. I constantly. This guy. Oh my god! You got it. You got to listen. You got to work out and listen to this guy today. He's so good. All right. He's so good. The That's Humpty, his name, Shock G. Yeah, I didn't know that. That was Shock. <clears throat> I didn't know Shock G and Humpty Hump were the same guy. I'm embarrassed to say that. Someone's gonna tear me up in the comments. <laughs> yeah, he's so good. Yeah, man, they were they were awesome. I wonder what happened to him. Um, <coughs> um, oh no, I froze. You, uh, Rafael, you're born in Mexico. Yes. In, in in what year was that? 1995. In where in Mexico? Uh, the town is it, it was uh, Guanajuato. That's the pretty much like the state there. And in, in, in where is that? Like, like I know Tijuana and I know Mexico City and I know like Puerto Vallarta. I know Cabo San Lucas. Like, where is where is that? Place? I'd say from the border, it's probably around maybe I, I haven't been in so long. Right. But from the border, it's, it's, it's around maybe close to. So it's closer to the edge. Let me see when he zooms out. Oh, it's pretty far down there. Yeah, it's, it's pretty far. I'll say like close to maybe like four to five hours from like the actual like the U.S. border down. Okay, so it's like yeah. real Mexico. It's like it's it's um it's everyone there is Mexican. It's not it's not a border town. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a. I mean, everyone there is Mexican. And everyone yeah. and and it's it's like heavily influenced. It, it feels like Mexico. Crazy. Do you have any and do you have any memories about living there? No, I mean I have very few, um, but not. I it's, it's I haven't. Like I said, we when my parents brought me to the U.S., I was four years four going on five years yeah when i when i was brought to the u.s so i could say i do have memories but they're very very like short memories and, and who did you come with with he my 
parents. Both your mom and your dad. Yeah, yeah. So it was all of us. It was me, and my me, and my mom, my dad, and my two brothers. I have two older brothers. Oh, that's cool. How much older? Uh, one of them is one year older, so he's twenty nine, and the other one is thirty three. Okay, your mom had them all close together. Do they live in Monterey too? No, they live in Fresno. Yeah. Okay, they live with the Armenians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah. And uh, are, are is your family still close? Yeah, yeah, we're close. Yeah, we uh, we talk here and there. We visit each other whenever you know, because they do. My my brother does have a family. His his mother in law they live in Salinas, so it's only like fifteen minutes away. And yeah, they come and visit here and there. We also go up there. Have you I'll been to the? Are, are you friends with Dave? I've met him. Yes, I would say we're we're you know we we know each other. We're friends. Yeah. I mean, because you live close. You were close to the ranch, and you're close to his house. That's why I asked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we actually did a an open workout. Um, it might have been, I don't know which open workout, but it was one with thrusters. It was like 27, 24, all the way down descending of thrusters and pull-ups. Mm -hmm. And right there, I believe that picture there is when we, uh, we after the workout, after we finished the workout. Yeah, those are the yeah. uh, pull-up bars from the 2008 games. Crazy. Yeah. Hey, does he ever ask you to test workouts? He actually did ask me to test the workout. You know, uh, the year that they had the um, the COVID uh, the COVID CrossFit Games. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So uh, that year, he he reached out and he asked me and some other uh, another guy um, if we could go test the workout, and we actually tested out the the hill sprint with the with the sandbag over our backs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was pretty cool to do. And same thing with that. I recorded my time. Because, mm -hmm. you know, they say three, two, one, go. We started right where everyone started for the games. And I think that year, whoever, I, th I think I would have got like third or fourth place. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So that was pretty cool, you know, seeing that. Like my time compared to the actual time when they, when they did the workout. But, yeah, that was the only workout I was able to test out. Who did you go with when you tested? Who else was there? Who was the other athlete? Uh, me and uh, Sal Flores. He was, uh, he was going into another gym in Salinas. It was called uh, – CrossFit hyperactive. Okay. Yeah. And, and um, when, when he, tell me what that's like. Do you get a text message or an email or a call? What's that like when Dave reaches out to you? And do you have to sign an NDA or how does that, how does that all work when you test out a workout? Um, so it was more of a friend of, of, uh, of Dave. He reached out to him knowing that he had a few athletes that, you know, that were competitive. Mm -hmm. And then that gym owner asked me and my other buddy, Sal, he asked us like, "Hey, like, are you guys willing to go test it out?" We're like, "Sure." And I mean, we drove up to the ranch. We got there. He, him, and uh, I can't remember the other guy's name. Big tall guy. I forgot his name. Okay, maybe Todd Woodman. It might oh, have been. Uh, Eubanks. Eubanks. I, honestly, I can't remember okay. his name. But yeah, he was pretty much just told us that, like what you said, just make sure you don't talk about this, don't say this to anybody. But we never signed anything. Yeah, it was more of just like you know. We trust you guys. This is a workout, and it might it might be in the games. It might not. So just make sure you keep your mouth shut. Yeah. And, and does he say to you, hey, are you Mexican? Does Dave say that to you? No, I think he knows. He, well, yeah, yeah. He, I'm sure he knows too. But I, I've <laughs> seen, I, I know he'll, he'll do stuff like that. He, yeah, no, he, yeah. He, he, didn't, he didn't say anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, it's cool, this, um, this community we have down here between Santa Cruz, Monterey, it's it's a cool group of CrossFitters, and I always like to hear that people; those are the people that kind of get plucked, um, obviously for ease, 
but mm-hmm. but it's also what a great opportunity to participate in that. Was there any party that didn't want to participate in it? Were you like, oh, this is gonna fuck up my training or? No, no, I no. was, I was. If it, if it was like that, it was more of a of a fear of like, holy shit, what if they put us through a workout where I can't even like finish it? Because right, you know we're right. testing a CrossFit Games workout, right? Right. They probably might change the weight on us, but even then, I know that I was going in there knowing that this might hurt, like yeah. more than more than I wanted to. But no, I was excited for that opportunity. Yeah. Um, one of my buddies, uh, Taylor Self, was like, he lives on the East Coast. He's like, hey, dude, uh, I want to test events at the games mm-hmm. uh, for the games. And I said, okay, or or for semifinals or something. I can't remember. So I called Dave. I'm like, hey, dude, do you think – and usually Dave would tell me to fuck off. I'm like, but yeah. hey, dude, can you – can my friend come out and test? And he goes, sure. And then Taylor went out there, and on the first day, he was flipping the pig, and the ground was a little loose under his feet, and the pig fell on him. Oh no! And, and Dave's like, dude, your fucking boy's already injured and out. <laughs> that, <sucks>. that was, <laughs> but but I know I know it's a lot of local cats. Uh, you yeah. know, there's there's the staples that test the workouts up up there, like uh, you know, Scuds. Uh, you'll see her, and yeah. I think and I think you know what I think her boyfriend's name might be Raphael also, and I've seen I him. So yeah, I've yeah. seen him there a bunch of times. So Greg, yeah. ha- uh, Dave has his stable of athletes. Yeah, and I'm sure I think right now too he also has a uh, Sean Sweeney testing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dudes who are just game. Jason Carroll, Sean Sweeney. Dudes who just come up there and just smash themselves, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Did it hurt? Did the workout hurt? Did you because you were there? Did you push like it was? Oh yeah, I pushed in, like yeah. if you know, like yeah, um, I, I pushed pretty hard. But did you beat the dude you were going against? Oh yeah, I beat him by a lot. Oh good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, Flores. Yeah, Sal Flores. Yeah. Um, why did your parents? Um, what was the agenda? Why Why did your parents want to leave Mexico and come to the states? And, and what was the? Did they have a goal like a place to land? Um, they did have a goal to place like to come, which was down maybe 30 minutes from, from Monterey here, 30 to 40 minutes. That's where my grandparents were at. Same so they, they, they've already come across. Came, yeah. So they were already here. So it was my, my, my mom's parents. They were in that small town. It's Soledad. The, that's oh. where I grew up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was a town where we pretty much knew where we were going. Um, as far as, why we were coming i mean just like just like any immigrant right you're coming to to get a better life um to you know try to do better for you know provide for you and your family and i'm assuming that's what my parents were wanting for us you know do were there expectations that was uh so you're 28 that was um so that was let's say 25 years ago for ease of math so that was in 1999 yep um do you think that they got what they wanted by coming yeah i think they definitely did they did yeah. that's good to hear yeah they never told us like oh this is you know like you guys are living proof of what we wanted to get out of you guys being here um but i think you could say that they're proud of us yeah i, I wonder if they would have come if they didn't have you uh kids that's a you good know question. what i mean yeah like, if they're like okay um we're good here this is fun for us we have a good life but yeah. now we have kids and we have to worry about them so we kind of have to set them up for a, a different trajectory than what that we want a different trajectory for them yeah i think it would have been the same way though because they, we already had my mom has like 10 siblings so a lot of them were already over here so i think eventually it would have kind of crept creeped in their mind of just you know like maybe we should try going out there your grandmother yeah. had 11 kids on your mom's side? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I believe my mom has like five or six sisters and then like four brothers. All with the same guy, all with your grandfather. All with the, yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. Dude, yeah. that's a that's a lot of kids. Yeah. I mean, I have a big family. Do yeah. you, do you guys get together? Yeah, we do. We do. We um uh, I mean, we we did it more when we were younger. Mm -hmm. Now it's a lot harder. You know, everyone has their own families, everyone has their their things. So when we get together, it, it is pretty good. You know, it's it's fun to get together and just see my cousins, my aunts, uncles. But yeah. Yeah, that must be wild. And does and I'm guessing everyone also knows what you do. Oh, that's Raphael. He's uh, from the Sanson side of the family. He's crazy into working out. They know that. They I think yeah. they know more of like he's super into fitness. <laughs> yeah. But I don't really have, I don't think they understand like what CrossFit is. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you what was the journey like? How, how do you, how do you come from Mexico to the United States? What was that like? Um. I don't, I mean, I, I don't really talk too much about it, but I can go ahead and share this with you, you know, with everyone listening to. So <clears throat> I do, the one thing I do remember like super, super clear is when we were crossing the border, right? We, uh, we crossed the border. It was late at night. I want to say maybe like, could have been like nine or 10, but you know, there was no more light outside. Um, my uncle was helping us cross, right? So we were digging up a, a hole at the bottom of, of the fence. I'm assuming the, 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 the wall that separates the U.S. from the, you know, from, from Mexico. Um, and I do remember they're like, okay, you and your brothers are going to go down through the hole that they were digging, right? And then my parents, there was a tree right next to the wall. I do remember they're like, okay, we're going to climb up to the top because the hole wasn't big enough for them. So, you know, we did that. <clears throat> um, we got, you know, we, we all were on the other side already, but, you know, of course it was super muddy, probably had just rained. So it was almost just like a field, right? It was just just pure dirt, rain on top of it. So it was super muddy. Uh, then we, you know, they were just... Raphael, let me interrupt you here for a second. Were your uncles already on the American side and they met you at the fence and dug the hole or they were living... No, they were on they the were... Mexican side. Okay. And had yeah, they yeah. ever done this before? No, I don't I don't think so. I think just my, my uncle that was helping us was... I think he had legal status, right? He could come in and out. Okay. So he was just on this side helping us you know this is where i'm sure this is where he knew a lot of people crossed through and this is your mom's brother yes yes doing hel brother. helping his sister i i yep. bring you know my dad my dad uh came to this country and that's the first thing he did as soon as he got here he immediately and he had nine brothers and sisters or ten and he yeah. immediately started trying to bring them here immediately so this is like your in your typical immigrant story right someone yep. makes it here and then they start working to figure to out yeah yep, yep. they get the whole family yep yeah. So like I was saying, uh, we were just pretty much, you know, it was all of us already, all five of us, my three brothers, my mom and my dad, we were crawling, right? Just make sure you stay low, stay quiet. And yeah, we were doing it for maybe a few minutes. Um, and then I do remember just a big, you know, oh, actually one thing, one detail I do remember, my brother, he lost his shoe, right? Because it was super muddy. So the shoe got caught. He told my mom, hey, mom, like my shoe's back there. She's like, don't worry, just leave it. Okay, we keep crawling. Um, and then boom, a big flash, just, you know, they, they pretty much caught us the immigration. Yeah. So that's one thing I remember. They, they told us, you know, get up, we got up. Um, you, we started... you must've been terrified as a kid. Yeah. That's one thing I always ask myself, like, I remember that, but I, I mean, who, who knows what was going through my head? You know, I, I'm sure my parents were like, make sure we don't get caught, make sure we don't get caught. But for me, you could have probably just been like, Oh, like, look, at, they found us. Like, let's walk to the truck. So that's what we did, right? We we walked over to the truck. They got us in. Um, 
I do remember asking the immigration officer, like, hey, can I have a gum? He never gave me that gum. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they took us into the, to the uh, I'm assuming the board where, you know, where they get everyone that's trying to cross over. Um, and yeah, they just give us some, uh, some, I think it might've been like just a basic sandwich, a Capri Sun, some chips, and we were on our way back to, to the Mexican border. Oh, so they yeah. took you, they, so they took you back. Oh yeah. Yeah. They took us back. Yeah. And, and, um, and, and how does, how does, so they basically, you get caught and then you, you're driven back to Mexico and then they're like, Hey, don't come back here. Yeah, pretty much. I'm sure they got like my parents' information down, right? Like right. for them, it, they were older. They, you know, that's a, that's a crime. So they probably got their information down. But for me and my brothers, it was just more of like, just wait until your parents are out of here. Yeah. What do you mean just wait till your parents are out of here? As far as, you know, they probably took my parents probably, you know, to a different place, got their fingerprints. Yeah. You know, from there. Do you, they got, do you remember you? So you were separated from your, from your parents even for a little bit? No, I, I don't remember that, but I'm just assuming. Right. Okay. 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 Unless they had us all in the same room and they were doing everything there. I'm just trying to think of what it was like to be three or four and doing that. Like part of it's just ignorance. So you're not scared, but if, but if they, but if I got separated from my parents, I'd freak the fuck out. Oh yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Like I said, they could have just done it all in the same room. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much the only memory I really have from, uh, from being over there. And what did you guys do after that? So you get taken back and and your home is so far away. What, What do you guys do then? Um, I want to say we tried probably within a week, we tried again. Um, but this time it was a whole different process. This time it was through the actual border, driving through the border. Oh. Yeah. So uh, um, we pretty much, you could say we used uh, fake documents. Okay. Yeah. We uh, we used um, fake documents. And this time it was with my, my grandpa. So my, my, my grandpa, he... Uh, he had us in a truck, right? These are my three grandsons. Um, here are their documents. Okay, you're good. And that's how we passed. Through a car. Wow, how cool yeah. is your grandpa? I know. That I do remember what he a got stud. Here. He must have yeah. been what a stud. I bet I'm sure he was like, you know, super nervous because that that could have sent the same thing. I could have pro- probably even he actually had um same thing documents to be coming in and out of uh out of the country right um but for him i'm sure that was a super like hard thing to do as and then far how as did your and then how did your parents things. how did your parents get in then um i want to say they did the same thing too they but this they, they were separate from us yeah that's what wow. my, my mom told me right yeah. <laughs> yeah that's wild and and so so how does that so so now you're 20 you're you come to the country and then and then immediately did you just get put into the school system your parents you 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 settle in you live with some relatives for a while your parents eventually get a job you guys get a, a place to live and then you just start integrating into the system do you speak english at this time do i speak what english did you speak english at that time oh no not no, at all no. so everything was brand new to me yeah no, no, no. everything was new like you pretty much just said everything that happened right we got here during Christmas time, that's one thing I do remember. We got, you know, we were driving and you could just see all the lights, all the Christmas lights. I mean, everything was just like, wow, like this is, this is the U.S. Um, and yeah, I mean, we were, I'm sure with beginning of the school year, they, they, you know, it was December. So as soon as school started, they, you know, they signed us up for school, but everything was uh, 
pretty much brand new to all of, all three of us. I mean, my parents as well, right? They had to find a job, just you know, just try to do what they what they can do. Um, I take it your parents are crazy hardworking, just grinders, just work yeah. just workaholics. Your typical immigrants. Yeah, yeah, always working, you know. Yeah, they're gonna figure yeah. it out. Yeah, that's yeah. how my mom and dad were too. Just work, work, work. Yep, that's all they know. Work, save money, work, and get a good job that provides benefits. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you do. And you said save money. You do remember your parents saving money? That was like, you remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. Like it's something that they told us. You know, like make sure you as we got bigger, as we grew up. You know, make sure you save your money. Make sure you get a good job. Make sure you get a job with benefits for retirement. You know, just this, this, just the basic standard. You know. No matter how much money you have, if you're not saving money, you won't be rich. You won't, you won't, and by rich, I mean, you'll never get free. That it's something I'm, I don't know why it took me so long to figure that out. Thank God, uh, you know, my mom would talk to me about it too. But um, even the poorest person in the world, if you're saving $5 a week, you're working towards getting rich. And if you're rich as fuck, like you win the lotto, right? And you don't save any money, you're going to be poor. Yeah. You have, you have to be saving whether, or, you know, or be paying a mortgage or be working towards something that that's yours yeah oh yeah that's, that's something i can agree with yeah it, it it's um it, it's wild uh my buddy taylor told me the same thing with like um weight loss too he said hey if you go to bed always full like crazy fool you're not gonna you're gonna gain weight if you go to bed a little bit hungry you're gonna lose weight it's just the way it is and i was like yeah. wow like yeah like i i i totally get that right if you yep. don't have that meal at 10 o'clock at night everyone feels better when they wake up in the morning right you're like oh yeah i feel lean and fast and yeah oh yeah it does make a difference and good um so so you're here and then tell me about soledad that's a trippy town that's a, that's a prison town right yeah yeah it's right there right next to the prison town yeah, the big, I mean, that whole town, the whole economy revolves around that prison, I'm guessing. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not too too involved until all that, but it's it's a small town, right? Like, when you go to school, everyone knows each other, right? When you grow up, everyone's pretty much, or, you know, you know everybody in that town, at least the people you hang out with. But, uh, yeah, if, um, I mean, it's a small town. Everything that you want to do outside of that town is in Salinas. Are you familiar with Salinas, right? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so, I mean... Everything, you know, everyone from those small towns, whether it's Gonzalez, Greenfield, you know, you have to drive up to Salinas. Um, but and you're and you're not an oddball either, Raphael, right? Because there's there's a thousand families with your story there, right? Oh like yeah, you, yeah, you like right all in. these little small towns. And I mean, everything you see there on the on the map there, everything around there, it's like you know, it's ag. There's fields and fields and fields of you know just vegetables, fruits, whatever you know. Just there's more than one person you know there's a thousand people more than that in in that in those small towns that have almost the same story right they've immigrated into 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 those those towns to get a better life to provide for their family yeah yeah for people who don't know uh caleb's taking us over what is you know the agricultural empire of yep. of the united states i mean that is uh and, yeah. and it's they grow everything there and anything will go that grow there especially yeah. berries man that is a berry growing man yeah. they grow a lot of berries there Bill, billion dollars billions and billions of dollars of berries there yep yeah so so when you're sitting in class at school you're not the only kid who doesn't speak English. There's other kid like half half your class maybe doesn't speak English. Um, so for that, I want to say they did have a different program, right? Like they 
they um i'm sure when we first got enrolled into school they they had a separate from you know the kids that already know english to the kids that are learning english um and then i can't really tell you like how long it took me but it definitely out of my two brothers right and me i was the the last it was the hardest for me to learn i do oh, remember yeah i do remember just you know being frustrated crying to my mom just like hey like this isn't coming easy to me as it is to my brothers. Like they're getting it super quick and I wasn't. Um, but yeah, I feel like after a few years, they slowly start enrolling you into the regular classes, right? To the just English speaking classes. Yeah. Hey, I wonder why that is. So um, we have these family friends. They're from Mexico and they have three, they have three boys mm -hmm. and I never, their youngest son, um, he's even born here. He's born here. Yeah, but at five years old, he still didn't speak English, and the the parents said he just didn't want to. Like, in, in for the youngest, I wonder, do you have any thoughts on why? I would have thought if you just asked me, I would have thought it would have been easier for the youngest one. Do you have any thoughts on why? Um, why he doesn't speak English, or 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 why it was you? It was hardest for you. I would think it would be easiest for you to learn a new language because you were the right, youngest. Right, because you're younger. Yeah. Um, I think for at least maybe for your your friend, right, the, the kid. Yeah. They probably just want to make sure that he's going to be able to speak Spanish. A lot of parents feel, at least Hispanic parents, they feel like, you know what, this is your tradition. This is what you're supposed to know. Yeah. Make sure that they learn Spanish first, right? That's their language. And then everything else will come after that. Once they're enrolled into school, they're slowly going to start picking up English. That's what a lot of Hispanic parents think, right? Um, and I mean, which is, which is everyone has their own way of thinking, but for me well, it, it is a gift to give a kid two languages oh yeah i mean yeah. If, if you're if you're a good parent i mean that's one you yep. want your kids to learn like a musical instrument you want them yeah. to speak multiple languages exactly. you want them to have some like yeah good stuff for their brain right yep yeah so that's why a lot of parents do that you know they 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 rather talk to them pure spanish and then let the school system take care of their english or even just being around friends that speak english they'll pick that up a lot faster um your spanish is still good oh yeah yeah yeah. Do you use it every day? Uh, I do. I mean, I'll say like six days out of the week because I work with a with a just Spanish Spanish speaker at work. Mm -hmm. So me and him just like talk your Spanish. And, yeah. and, and what is your job? What is your job? I uh, I tent windows. Oh, really? Yeah. Like so car wow. windows, buildings. Talk about like... some uh, stereotypical shit. Holy <laughs> shit. Mexican <laughs> dude in Monterey tinting windows. Holy yeah. shit. Wow. Yeah. And is that dude from the, is that dude you work with? Is he born in the States? No, he actually just got to the U.S. about a year ago. Same thing, cross the border. His story is a lot crazier than mine. Like, he actually saw dead people when he was crossing the border. Oh, damn. Yeah, like, when he's, I mean, for me, you know, I was young. But for him, he's, he was 26 when he crossed, right? And he, yeah, he, he just tells me, he crossed more than three times. The third time he was like, dude, if they catch me after this, I'm done. But a few of those stories that he tells me were pretty insane. He had to run from the board from the border patrol. He he saw dead bodies just laying on the floor. Just yeah. Um, uh, it's it's interesting too. Um yeah, my my uh relatives in Armenia who are also immigrants, um, they're in the uh uh stereo business which is, as you know, kind of the sister business to Tinting Windows, right? Yeah. They, they've been in the – they came here and they got into the, you know, the putting in the 415s in the back of the car. Like they have, they have this <laughs> That's crazy, funny that you say that Yeah. because my coworker does – he does 
he does everything. He's like the he 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 knows how to wrap cars. He knows how to put cereals. He knows how to tent. He knows a, a lot of everything, and he's good at it. Yeah, he's good. Does at he know everything. how to lower cars? I I mean I'm sure he he knows if you tell him like he'd be like yeah I can do that for you and he does it good he's not one of those that's just gonna say he's gonna do it but he's gonna do it like pretty legit I don't I don't see lowered cars um anymore when I was a kid um all my Mexican friends had uh, lowered mini trucks that may have yeah. been before your day but when I went to high school in the late eighties like that was it like you just get a Nissan truck or a Toyota pickup truck and you you, you slam it. it. I don't see that. Yeah. Do you see that in, very much? In um, I mean, I see classic cars, right? Like the ones that they keep nice and pretty, but right, not really. Yeah, it started turning like into like drifting and like yeah. Now it's big trucks, lifted trucks with big tires, big rims. Yeah, you know, loud, loud uh, exhaust. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. My parking yeah. lot at school was full of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, three of us would sit in the front. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, on the bench seat. Damn, that one's nice. Damn. Uh, Rafa, so so when you got to the states, did you uh, were you were you physically active kid? Did you like moving as a kid? What are your memories of like sports? Did you play sports? Did they have a sports program at your school? When did you start getting like okay, I'm a, I'm a mover. Um, I mean, I think I get it from my my mom and my dad, right? Um, they're always moving, but it started with the. We we wanted to play football for the the little league program there. Or their, you could say the the program the youth program that, that they had. Why not soccer? It. Wouldn't it have been more stereotypical like to play soccer? I mean, like if you go to the fields anywhere in the Bay Area, yeah. it's thousands of twenty and forty year old men trying to live out their dream of being on some <laughs> right. on, yeah on Argent some Argentinian team. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just I never really got into soccer, and that's something my parents never got us involved. Right? Like they even football. We we had to ask our parents like, hey, can we can you go sign us up, please? Like, we want to do football. We want to do football. And, yeah, all three of us, you know, we played for the for the football team. Um, and I think from there, that's where it started, you know, just having that passion of, of playing football. And that right there was Hartnell College, the community college there in Salinas. Um, so, yeah. Let me, I played, show you my, let me show you my football knowledge. Uh, number 80 is a wide receiver's number. You were a wide receiver. Yeah, you're right. Uh -huh. Damn, I'm good. Fucking sports <laughs> genius. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, uh, we, we, we played football for pretty much my entire life up until high school. Right. And then my goal, my goal then was to, you know, get a, get a scholarship. Nothing happened. Right. I got no, no offers. So I went to the community college there in Salinas. Um, still was the same goal, right. Make sure, you know, do two years here, hopefully get a D one or D two offer, get my school paid for, you know, enjoy my, my football. It's, pretty much run it down until I can anymore. Um, I finished my two years. Nothing really happened. I got, you know, small, small offers from schools like NAIA schools or division three schools. But for that, I had to go outside of the, outside of the state. That's something I didn't really want to do. Um, so that's where I completely, I was like, you know what? I think it's time to just stop playing football and just focus on something else. And that's something else was just working out. I mean, all the entire time leading up until that point, I stayed fit. I always liked working out. I always liked waking up early in the mornings. Before school, even during high school, we would have the 5 a.m. workouts or 6 a.m. workouts. I would work out with the football team. Yeah, so I felt like I have always was involved in working out, but just not the way we do it as CrossFit athletes, you know? Uh, Rafael, 
when did you know that you had a good work ethic? How old were you? Like looking back, um, when would you be like, oh yeah, like I was, I was really into football. Like I studied plays or I was always the last one to leave, or I always wanted to ride with the, up with the coach and hear about the game plan. When did you realize that? Um, and, and I, and I'm, I'm making the presupposition that you're, uh, obsessive compulsive, like, a, like a lot of these, you know, people who excel, because I just, I saw that video where you're so regimented and you're so disciplined it's wake up, work out, get, then go straight to your daughter's room. I mean, you have a plan, feed her, get her started in her day, pass her off, get back to working out. I mean, you have your, you're doing this. When did you realize signs of like, Oh, I, I'm, I'm like a, I'm a dude who has going to have good habits, good discipline and, and push really hard. When was, when did you start seeing um, signs of that as a kid? Um, I think it started when I was, I don't think I ever realized it. I for me, it was more like normal. That's mm -hmm. my routine. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think it started when I was like 12 or 13 years old. Um, my brothers were already in high school. I was still in middle school. So I was still, I wasn't part of the program. Right? I wasn't part of the high school, but it was leading up until me being a freshman. Um, I just told them, hey, can I go work out with you guys in the morning? They're like, yeah, sure. I mean, if you want to. I was like, yeah, I want to go work out with you guys. And yeah, they took me. Um, I definitely felt like super out of place. You know, just they just felt like monsters. They were all, you know, working out, pushing heavy weights. To me, it seemed like they were pushing, you know, like 315 on the bench. And you're using the, and you're like using the bar and it's like wobbling oh, yeah. around and yeah, shit, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm back there, you know, just trying to do my thing, <laughs> trying to keep up with these guys. Just, you know, to me, I was just like, holy crap like these guys are these guys are monsters you know just kind of you know holding them at this pedestal right and i was down here trying to you know get myself up there but i just felt like it started since then and you know every year you know i was dialed into either you know working on feet work for you know certain drills for football getting better with my hands catching you know i was just doing something it was all for the goal of you know trying to go to the next level go to a division one or division two school but did, did you, did you ever think about, um, did you ever do any track? Did you ever think about doing, I any did. you did yeah, a track. Yeah. So in high school I did, uh, I did football mainly. And then I did three years of track and then one year of soccer, my freshman year. Oh, wow. Okay. The only reason I did that soccer, um, season was because I was like, you know what, maybe this could help me for football. Right. right. They're always running they're always doing, but, oh yeah. I, I, I could not keep up with those guys. For them, it's the same thing, right? They grew up playing soccer. To them, that's like a – they don't even think about the, when they move the ball, right? They just do it. When I was in practice, I was struggling. I was, like, trying to, you know, look at the ball. They were moving without even looking at the ball, right, with their feet. Just my – for me, it was more of, like, yeah, th this this isn't for me. I, I can't – they're in level 10. I'm in level 1. Right. Yeah. Um. And uh, what did you do in track? What were your – what were your i was a 200 400 and a four by four i always wanted to do 100 meters but i wasn't the fastest here and there they'll throw me in there but yeah it was just 400 four by four 200 and i think one time i did it 800 but yeah those are my it, events is four by four is that relay mm -hmm. yeah okay that's four yeah. dudes and they all yeah four okay. dudes you do pretty much one lap each yep just try to sprint out as fast as you can yeah, crazy. And what sucks about that is it's the last event. Oh. Yeah, so you're it's all all day and then all right, last last race here, four by four. Yeah. Are you the tallest dude in your family? No, me and my brother are about the same height. My oldest brother. 
is that t- is that tall for your for being Mexican? Six foot? Um, I guess you can say yeah. It is pretty tall. I don't consider myself tall, but yeah, I guess, I guess on average, height Mexicans maybe might be like five eight, five nine. Yeah, maybe going for five ten, but yeah. Um. So you you when you, when you're doing this football stuff are things like power clean snatch uh these olympic lifts um are they being introduced to you so snatch was never introduced to me it was more power cleans and i feel like it was mainly just power cleans maybe squat cleans and like push press maybe a strict press but never like a split jerk never a squat snatch never an overhead squat like stuff like that actual like bigger olympic lifts that require more technique that was never really taught to me until i did crossfit look at uh ernie ernie garza five three here family from monterey mexico there we go you know what's cool about um mexicans uh when they're short there's they're still proportional most of them it's hard yeah. to be five three and be proportional i've seen pictures of this dude like if he's not standing next to anyone you don't know <laughs> He's proportional. Really? Yeah, yeah, totally <laughs> proportional. Mexicans in general will be proportional, but you get someone who's even I mean you've seen it, you can even get someone who's five six and they're not proportional. They look like they're four five. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's that's fucked. You just yeah. want to be proportional. Um, oh uh Mike, uh pool boy, I'm Mexican and I'm a midget, but my penis is huge. <laughs> fair, fair enough. He's always talking about that thing. <laughs> um <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Oh, Steve Flores, Stephen Flores. Uh, I'm five six, Sevy size. Uh, you probably, I, I, I'm not five six, but thank you. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Ortega from Acapulco, Mexico, five six. There we go. Yeah. All right. He has a nice mustache. Every everyone's weighing. All the Mexicans are weighing in. All right. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, here we go. Uh, Bernie Gannon. Here we go. Uh, uh, 2023 data shows us that the average Mexican male height is five seven. Oh. There we go. Okay. Yeah. So I guess I'm above average. All right. <clears throat> um, so so you, you do all this. What, how do you become eventually? So if you come here um, with your grandpa, how do you finally make it so, like, you can talk about this now and uh, La Immigration isn't at your door in, like, 20 minutes? Um, did you, did mean, you eventually? Who knows? Who knows? You, they are listening and they could – Right. <laughs> but I no, mean, I have a, I have a, it's called DACA. I don't know if you're familiar with that. No, I'm not. I've heard it's of pretty it. Much, it's pretty much for, um, for kids that grew up here. Okay. Um, it's, a, it's like a, a program, right? You, you pretty much get access to having a social security that allows you to work in the country. Right. And I believe with that, it, they can't really, you know, they can't, immigration can't just come into my door. Hey, we're going to take you because we know you're an immigrant. Um, but yeah, it's the, the like I said, the, the the system is called DACA. Um, it gives me yeah, it's deferred action for a child. Yep, there we go, right there. So, w- let me ask you this: Can you leave the do you do you have any concerns? Like if if I'm like, hey, Raphael, let's go to Paris for the day. Can you just fly out of the country? We go to Paris, hang out, and you come back, or are you like? Fuck. Uh, we can fly out, but I probably won't be able to come <laughs> back with you. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So I can I could leave the country, but I, once I leave the country, I can't come back in. And, and what about fixing that? How do you fix that? Uh, we are actually in the process of doing that right now. Um, yeah. Me and my wife, we, we got married, right? Um, and we, we've we been trying for the, the longest time. Um, and I think it was finally time. We were trying to do it without spending money. And I think now is, I mean, I have a daughter. She's she's five. She's about to be five. 
So it's uh, it's something that that's crossed my mind, right? Like if she ever wants to go anywhere, if, if just in general, right? Just being able to have access to leaving the country. Yeah. Um, we finally decided it was time to get a, a lawyer. So we was yeah, we're pretty much going through that process, and everything is looking like it's going in the right direction. So all the it, it's just chaos. It's just a shitload of paperwork and yeah, waiting. it's paperwork, it's a, a lot of money, a lot of waiting, a lot of questions. It's 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 a it's a lot. You know what I picture? This is going to be horrible. I apologize. For, not really, but <laughs> I, I picture this room full of people, men and uh, women, who are all like 200 pounds overweight, eating donuts, drinking coffee, like fucking just their hormones are destroyed. Their insulin's all out of whack. Just in a mountain of papers trying to figure shit out. Like it's like that's how I picture the DMV, too. Oh, yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Just just a, a train wreck of human beings. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> I like, mean, you're probably like not anytime, wrong. Anytime I send my passport away, I, I'm just like, holy shit. How does it this, comes back to me. Yeah, how does this ever make it back? <laughs> yeah. What a fucking yeah. mess this must be. All right. So, it, it, so, it's so it's such a mess. It's so complicated. It's so tedious that you just get a lawyer and you just keep your fingers crossed and keep shoveling money to him. Yep, pretty much. Just, and he's, he's like, sign here. You're like, all right. Yep, sign here. Send these documents. Hey, we need this picture. Hey, you need this. It's just you know every every detail that they need, yeah. and 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 then um I'm a, do, do your I guess you you have other resources too to talk to about because you know a lot of other people who've gone through the same thing, so you can be like what did you do here what did you do here, and your uh -huh. lawyer your lawyer probably makes that's probably all he does I'm guessing. Yeah yeah I mean for for um for us it was a uh, that lawyer was recommended to to us by my aunt my mom's sister. Yeah. Um, she went through the, the same lawyer, so that's how we, we got in contact with her. Um, but yeah, we, we we had the meeting with her about maybe a year and a half ago, and we're like, you know what? It's just time to do it. Just spend the money and do it. Jonathan Ortega, the line in L.A. for immigration office is long as fuck. We used to get there at 4 a.m. God, yeah, I imagine it to be just... Yeah. Um. <sighs> Uh, the burpee dude, uh, I just went through getting my papers and it's expensive as fuck. Wow. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, it's it's not it's not cheap. And just a few days ago, we got another email saying like, hey, we're still working on your case. Uh, you still owe this amount of money. We're like, OK. Yeah, right. look at look at look at your people. Omar Cornejo. Uh, each signature form filed was 5K. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I said, it's expensive. It's not something cheap. But at the end of the, you know, at the end of the day, this is going to, you know, whether it costs more money, it's just, it's just something that needs to be done. Right. Why totally. wait? Yeah. Because totally. say, say the CrossFit, say I make it to the CrossFit Games, right? They're moved to, who knows, freaking the UK. Right. I can't go. Right. So right. Right. just better prepare now for anything. Right. And yeah, not have that excuse that I can't go out there. Oh, this is interesting. I got my citizenship in Baghdad through the army. Wow. Okay, there we go. <clears throat> um, how about how about your wife? Where did you meet her at? Um, it's funny because we went to the same high school, um, but I didn't meet her up until we went to community college, to the one right there in um, in Salinas. We uh, we had a lot of classes together, um, and then she she's the one that reached out to me. I always tell this story. She reached out to me and. Uh, she asked me, right, what time our final was for uh, for one of our classes. And I didn't really get the hint. I mean, I kind of knew, 
right that she probably wanted to talk but at the time she she had a boyfriend or at least i thought she was with the boyfriend right she was always going to class with him and we had the class together all three of us you can say and uh yeah she messaged me on facebook hey what time is our final i just put our final is at this time 3 30 that's it um nothing happened from there she she didn't she didn't want to like you know like hey like i'm trying to talk to you i didn't i didn't right. get that hint really i mean i got it but like i said i didn't really want to be an asshole and, and uh try to you know interfere with with her relationship that i thought was still going on um three about three months passed and this time she messaged me through uh instagram i was running at the track the one right there in, in the heart now and she messaged me like hey you should join the track team the track team at that time she was she was doing track oh um, shit Wow. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So I want to say she she's uh, she was uh, doing the, the I don't know what the name of hip hip I forgot, I don't really hip tackle the one where they do ten events. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So yeah. she was doing that, and she she saw me running. Dude, that's and hardcore. That's a good girl. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's she's legit. Yeah, that's gnarly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yes. Yeah, so she messaged me. She's saying, "Hey, you should join the track team." That's when I got the hint. I was like all right, you guys are already like a month into track season. There's no way I can join. And that's how our, our pretty much we started talking. We met up at the library. And then from there, just our relationship kept growing. Does I'll she say, speak Spanish? No, she speaks very little, but she understands a lot of it. She yeah, can understand yeah. a full conversation. She might not get like one or two words, right? Yeah. But she understands like pretty much anything we're talking about. If she's ever around people that are just speaking Spanish. What did um what did her uh what do her parents think about you? What did they think about you? Um, I think they think I'm a great guy, right? Yeah, I want to well, say my 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 mom my mom's parents were immigrants, right? Yeah, and they came through Ellis Island. Um, and my dad came. My dad was an immigrant, and even though they were both Armenian, my mom's parents. Um, like looked down on my dad. I think like they just thought he was like just a dirty Armenian. Oh, he wasn't one okay. of the clean ones that was here already. Yeah. So I was wondering if your mom was if her your wife was already here and she's like, oh, that those are one of the dirty Mexicans. From no, so, like, no, 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 no. Because get, oh. yeah, her 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 my wife's dad, my my father in law, he's also an immigrant too. Okay. So I feel like we come back. You know, they they kind of even more reason why maybe he didn't want, <laughs> didn't want her with you. <laughs> No, but I think they, I think they think I'm a really good guy, and I mean, I believe I am, right? To to her. Oh, dude, you're a great guy. You're a great catch. Yeah. She, your, your wife scored, dude. Yeah. Just from your just from that ten minutes, I can see, man, what a good dude you are. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And um and and so um and and it was then it was happily ever after. What year was that that you guys started dating? I'm trying to go back, so. 2015. Okay, so, so congratulations, we, we met, nine years, we, that's good. Yeah, yeah, and then we uh, we went, I'll say within within like five, six months, we moved in together, we went to Fresno, we went to, we moved to Fresno, we went to Fresno State, we uh, studied there for two years, <clears throat> we got our degree, Um, she got pregnant. So we, you did that? You did two years at City College and then two years at State and got yeah. your degree? That's fucking impressive. I mean, that's yeah. the way you're supposed to do it, but I don't know anyone who ever makes that. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, so the, the cool thing the cool thing about that is that we pretty much – we we uh, we had the same classes. We were side-by-side side like 24-7. We even worked together too, so that was pretty cool for me, you know, just being, being around her 24-7. I know a lot of people can't stand, you know, being with their – 
significant other for that long. But for me, it's I that's that's what I want, you know. And so yeah, so guys, we, would you guys train together too? Would you go to the track together and all in the gym and all that? Yeah, we, yeah, we did cool. everything. Yep, we started CrossFit at the same time. Our instructor, our first year there in Fresno State, was uh, she owned her own gym. It was called CrossFit Fresno. Uh huh. Um, she would offer extra credit. She was like, "Hey, if you anyone ever wants to, um, go try CrossFit, you guys can come on. You know, come to my gym Saturday, free for you guys. There we go, right there. Yep. <clears throat> Unfortunately, they're not open anymore. They clearly had to close their doors. I think this past year. <clears throat> But yeah, that's where we started. Um, for her birthday, actually, I, I signed us up. I was like, "Hey, I have a surprise for you. We're going somewhere this early." <laughs> she didn't like it. She was she wasn't a fan of it for like the first two years. Um, but it slowly started to build on her, right? Did it stress um, her out? Did it stress her out? Is that why? I think so. I think it stressed a just, out a lot of people in the beginning. Like, yeah, knowing I think a lot of is and... I felt like for me, a lot of it was coming super natural to me. And for her, she had to just work double as hard as, as, as I did, that was my, like, that was me trying to get ring muscle ups. I mean, you can see my technique. It's not the best. How much do you weigh there? Uh, Raphael, <sighs> maybe like 180, 175. So, yeah. So you've put on about 15 pounds to 20 pounds since yeah. you started CrossFit. And how many years ago did you start it? Did you say? uh let me see so we 15 probably like 2016 about okay well, this open right here coming up is going to be my eighth open so how does it how did the muscle come on did it come on like four or five pounds the first year and then after that it slowed down or like what what happened tell me about your body composition shift to me i feel the same right of course it doesn't well, i mean you're not. huge now compared to to then i mean yeah yeah, I mean, yeah. You're, um, you're, you're thin for a crossfitter but for like a normal human being you're yoked as fuck so yeah. um i don't know i just feel like they come i don't really see the difference very much but the edge i feel like it's just every at least every year i add maybe like another two three pounds and that's something hard for me to, to add weight yeah do, do you do you um how, how does how does it feel to be this big now to be a 200 pound guy do, do you miss the 185 pound guy oh or no like, no if i if, honestly if i could be 210 i'll i'll i would freaking love that 210 would be that's something i, I want to get to you right 210 205 a little bit bigger <clears throat> okay so you're in there in the gym and you're working out and, and i'm assuming you you just got addicted right away because you said yeah. the first two years so you just started going and what mm -hmm. and you were just automatically three days a week or five days a week or oh automatically like, i mean we we did maybe right like the first month it was just class 5 a.m class um and then after that it was just more like i want more of this i need to get better at this and it was it was just for me right it was just for me to get better to feel like oh, all right i'm getting better at handstand marks it wasn't for like, oh, I'm getting, I'm trying to get better to compete or it was just more for my own sake. Yeah. And, and where were you consuming information at? Where would you, were you doing also like you'd come home and you'd start like looking around videos, articles? Yeah, I think it might've been your videos, right? The ones you came out with the behind the scenes or if not even the, uh, the ones where they had of Ben Smith or right. uh, Matt or just like all those rich Froning, all the movies. I just started to consume like everything and, I was just like, man, I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to compete. Yeah. But like I said, the first two years was more of um, just getting the basics, you know, stringing a certain amount of ring muscle loves, getting handstand walks. Yeah. Did you have a good coach? Did you have someone who was helping you with the uh, the technique, the movements? 
I've never had a coach, so I've never, I mean, I would love to have a coach, right? Um, but I feel like everything I learned from help of other people, but more of on myself, I would record myself a lot. Um, just, okay, like this is what I'm doing wrong for the snatch. I'll go to an actual like person snatching, like could wait. And I'm like, okay, I need to try to look like that. And this is how I look right now. So I need to try to fix this. And that's how I would correct all my like errors and try to get better at that. So c- give me an example of something you would see. Like you would, you would watch it, like you would watch like an Olympic lifter. Give me an example of something you'd see and then be like, okay, I, I'm doing this and I need to change that. Does anything stand out to you? Yeah. So like say my snatches, right? Back then I was shooting my hips straight up and my chest was, so say this is right. This is how I start. Mm-hmm. I was shooting my hips way up before I brought the bar up and just, or throwing even the bar up in front of me, just stuff like that. I'm like, okay, this is not, this doesn't look the way those people look. Mm-hmm. So I need to try to fix it. And yeah, like that's little stuff like that is what I did to try to improve my technique, even for this snatch. I mean, even for the clean, even for the jerk. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause that's like when that's really the old school way. Because when, when a bunch of us started CrossFit in, you know, 06, 07, we would be – we didn't even know. Like you would see a word like thruster and you didn't know what it was. Or you would see a word like snatch and you wouldn't know what it was. So first you had to fi- – and, and it was so hard to find videos or anything. So you oh, had yeah. to like read stuff or look at pictures. And then slowly there would st- there started videos, started populating the internet. And it was like that. You had to learn everything from watching uh, other people or reading yeah. or reading articles it, it, there was no it, it, it wasn't just everywhere yeah how it is now mm-hmm. yeah you type in snatch and it's like millions of videos right yep. literally millions yeah yeah well, and so that's how you learned it because you move great don't do, do you feel like you're a good mover yeah i feel like i move like well like i moved to you know like to standard yeah um you know a lot of people have their their faults as far as like how how low they move or they squat deep enough. But for me, I feel like I've always been efficient on making sure I get full depth or whether it's the lockout overhead or whether it's the lockout at the hips. Yeah. In that HWPO workout, um, is it, is it Amy who is coaching you? Uh, which workout you you were at HWPO, um, the headquarters headquarters. Who's their Olympic lifting specialist. What's her name? Amy. 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 Yep. Yeah. And and so the cues she's given you or the adjustments she's given you are so nuanced, right? It's mm-hmm. like you're already so proficient in the move and yeah. so good at it that she's just like giving you the tiniest little the tiniest detail. Yeah. 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 So that was pretty awesome, you know, just to have that have her there and just tell me that stuff. Um, even from other the other professionals in their field that were there. It, little stuff like that makes a big difference in the long run. And you don't get that. You haven't had, that's like very minimal. You've had very little coaching like that. All of it's just been from yourself. Watch. Oh yeah. And yeah, make watching, the, make, make the recording. Tweets. Yeah. Um, like I said, sometimes when we, when we first started, I do remember, I don't know his name anymore, but he was a coach at, at CrossFit Fresno. He was, uh, he was the one helping me how to string butterfly pull-ups. He's like, oh. All right, think about how you um, cycle in a bike, but do it the opposite way. Like, you're going to go in reverse. Like, think about that. Like, I do remember that specifically. Like, he was telling us he spent, like, an extra five minutes. As soon as he told me that, like, I picked it up super quick. That's one thing I do remember, like, getting help on, on, like, stringing my butterfly pull-ups. But everything else, it was just more of, like, looking at videos, 
trying to compare myself to how I look to how the people that are doing it right look. And that's how I got better. Uh, Raphael, what was your first competition you entered? And, and, and why did you was, enter it? It was the Central, I want to say it's called the Central Valley Throwdown. It might be there on my Instagram if you go down far enough. Um, <clears throat> same thing, it was promoted through our CrossFit um, gym. It's local, so they were like, hey, you should probably sign up. That was my first ever competition, and I did pretty well. I think I was sitting in third or fourth place, and this was my first, first competition. It killed me, though. The last workout was a lot of barbell stuff, and it wasn't very heavy now, but then it was it was pretty heavy. I think it might have been like clean and jerks at 155, and it, I, I, I was a struggle bus on that one. Um, is that the first time you'd competed since college since since like football yeah yeah or or, yeah. or since high school so since high school yeah. well you could say community college right because i played i played football for the the community college that i went to but and, yeah and this was this was my first i don't know if it was this one probably one year before this right but this is my second competition right there i got buried by who knows what weight that was <laughs> and, and yeah, how was that were you addicted right away did you love it oh yeah yeah to me it was more of like a like a replacement of of uh football it was like okay like i'm done with football like this is the next adventure i can like I sorry can to interrupt look like look at your double unders they're perfect i mean you are a great mover look at that i mean yeah thank you just crazy efficient yeah and so you taught yourself that you'd be like, Hey, I'm not doing this right. Or I'm jumping too high or I'm leaning over too much. Yep. And you just kept tweaking. it. I do remember I tweaked, uh, I mean, my wife also helps me. Right. But right there, I think by then I was already working on that, but I used to bend my knees a lot when I would do my double unders to try to like curl my feet. So the jump rope can get past. Yeah. You know, and that's something she would tell me like, Hey, like, I think you're doing this wrong. Try to keep your feet together. <clears throat> try not to bend your knees too much when you're doing double unders, but yeah, little details like that. Like I said, it's it's it helps when I when I used to record. I mean, even now I still record myself because I want to make sure I'm doing everything right um, and efficient. But yeah, you like that? You like do you like getting cues from her? You like having the extra set of eyes on you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It I mean, helps. yeah. Even look at that. Even your bar muscle ups clean. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, in the, this was my sec. This might have been like my second comp big competition, um, and. I was beating, I mean, I was beating a lot of athletes that were already doing CrossFit for, that had maybe like three or four years on me. And it felt good, you know, just to be like, you know what, whatever I'm doing, it's working. And and I don't even think I was wearing grips. No, I wasn't. Or I don't know if you can tell from here, but yeah. Now I'll probably be wearing knee sleeves and grips. Yeah, so this was, <laughs> this was one of the final workouts here. Same thing. This one buried me a little bit because of that that lot, the, the big log. It was like clean and jerks, or shoulder to overhead, or grunt to shoulder to overhead. Uh, Stephen Flores, my buddy Beto trained with you. Said you're a good dude. Plus, Dara trains at my gym here in Fresno. Small world. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know all those people. They're good friends. Hey, um, when you had your uh, daughter, did you think that that was the end of your, uh, you know, desire desire to compete? In CrossFit? No. 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 No, because, um, I mean, I knew it was going to be a little bit harder just to manage, you know, time, at least 
time outside of the gym, time in the gym. But no, it was it was um it wasn't really too much of a difference as far as like my like you know me thinking like you know what this is gonna be the end of my CrossFit career or my CrossFit goal to make it to the games. But yeah, I don't think it, it ever changed my mindset. And and your wife is fully behind you. She just supported you. Oh yeah, yeah. She's 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 more than just my wife. She's my best friend. She's she does a lot for me. And like outside of outside of CrossFit in CrossFit, she I mean, she's pretty much she does everything. She trains with me. She cooks for me. She supports me. It yeah, just, it's, it's yeah, cool. It, and, and she it's believes hard. and she believes in you. Oh yeah, <clears throat> she she believes more. She believes in me more than I believe in myself. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's, she, she's always there, you know, like, you're good for that. Like, you know, you're good. Believe me. I'm like, yeah, you know, you guys are here for that, but I'm just here to do the work. And you yeah, guys that's are, you good. Know, you're stoked. Support. Yeah. Every dude needs a woman who believes in them. Every oh, dude. God. Every yep. dude, every dude. I mean, every woman probably needs it needs a man who believes in her. But uh, since I'm mm -hmm. a dude, I know, like, if my if my wife didn't believe in me, it'd be a mess. I'd be oh, a yeah. mess. Yep. Um. So, what what what's the plan now? So, or or let's go back a little bit. How did your paths cross with HWPO? Um. Who was I doing your training before, and why did you pivot over to the Great Matt Fraser's program? So I was doing, I think I was doing a mixture of Proven and Mayhem. Mm -hmm. um, I, I was doing that for a few years, and then they finally came out with their own program. Matt came out with his program, right, HWPO. And as soon as they came out, I was like, you know, I'm just going to give it a try. Um, I signed up right from the beginning. Uh, this was, I want to say, about three years ago already. And right from the beginning, I just liked the, the different formats that they had as far as, you know, their workout structure, the way they they focus on certain things more than the, the other the other programs and then yeah so just right from the beginning i kind of fell in love with it um and i mean i feel like the results speak for themselves i know that maybe it doesn't show it's in, 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 like you can say this past year maybe but <clears throat> i feel like every year since since then i've improved um strength wise endurance wise you know everything so yeah, I really, I really like that. And I mean, ever since then, I haven't really looked back. And and how did you end up in Vermont? How does that happen? How does someone get to go train there? That was pretty, that was crazy how it happened. So they, they reached out, right? Um, they reached out to me, they emailed me. They were like, Hey, we're inviting you to the, to the grand opening of the headquarters. We would love to have you here. And I thought they were inviting more athletes, right? Um, Come, we come to find out that when we get there, it was only me and another one of our friends. Her name is Taylor Patterson. She she was also invited, right? But we both thought like, oh yeah, there's probably going to be like maybe a handful of athletes that do it that are going to be invited to to you know to be part of this uh, part of this um this party you can say the grand opening. Um, and no, it was only me and her out of the normal athletes, right? Every other athlete that was there, you know, they're, they're games athletes. They're yeah, I saw Jason in the background and Amanda Barnhart. I saw some of the pipe hitters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, for us, it was like, what the heck? How come no one else got in front of the regular athletes that follow the, the program? And they ended up just telling us just because, you know, they, they really liked us as people. And they just thought we were, you know, we were – they felt like we were – I don't know, just good people to be there, you know. They felt yeah, like we were friends. So 
Yeah, that's Taylor right there. Um, she. So the way the way we met was actually the year before at the my first semifinals, the Syndicate in Tennessee. Uh, Matt sat down with me and her. He was just kind of helping us program, you know, just like preparing us for the the day the day before we met and he was just preparing us like if you had any questions just on so you you didn't know matt you show up at the syndicate crown and he's like hey what's up you do hwpo hey i've been watching you you're doing great um can i help you out with some things some can i give you some pointers sorry so Vaughn, your microphone's really i don't know if it's your end or my end the microphone uh, like, uh, yeah, i heard that too that's crazy can you hear it? <laughs> i hear it. it's all fucked up What's going on? Let me see what's okay. going on here. Hold on. What the fuck is going on? Um, let me see. How's that? So, Don, I might have to use my, my wife's phone because my phone is at oh. 1%. Okay. Can, we, can, Caleb, I, can I switch phones real quick? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, switch. Go ahead. Come off for a second. That's good. Uh, I'm gonna kick you out of the studio for a second, and you just come back in. How, is that better? Uh, oh, so that was him. Yeah, that was him. Oh, thank you. It's never the guest. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. I want to. This is adorable. I was gonna pull this up. Uh, Good. This is his wife and kids. Oh, dude. You know what's crazy? His daughter looks just like his wife did in some of those younger pictures. Oh, my God. It's a spitting image. Oh, my goodness. Kiss mama, cheer for dad. I love it. I know. <laughs> That's dope. Oh, my God. She's beautiful, dude. Great job, dude. You scored. What two beautiful women you have in your life. That is awesome. There And trust me, I mean, if you put my mother-in-law, they're like triplets. Yeah, that's wild. My mother-in-law, my, my wife, and then my daughter, they're, they look like, you know, they're twins. I guess I can't believe that black hair is just amazing. It's wild. Oh, it's so just, long. It's wild. Yeah. God, it's so black. It's so beautiful. I yeah. saw in one of the pictures Kayla pulled up earlier, I saw a picture of your wife that looked just like your daughter. It's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like my wife says that she looks like me, but she, the only uh, the only thing that she has of me, uh, its features, is probably my smile. Oh, yeah. that's good. You got a great smile. That's good. Thank you. That's good. She she got your what? what and her hair is amazing. Yeah, it's long. I mean, she so, so, a lot of hair. Did you um? So did you know that when you went to the Syndicate Crown that uh, Matt would be uh, talk to you? So he we were we were messaged pretty much saying like, hey. <clears throat> you guys are going to meet up with Matt to go over any questions you guys have, anything, just like pretty much just briefing before the actual event. Like shit he could help you out with like strategy or, yeah, strategy or, or let him know he's there and got your back for a little morale, just shit like yeah. that. Right. Hype yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah. Just anything. I mean, it was me, Matt, O'Keefe, Sammy, my wife, like, you know, and then Taylor and her husband, we were all sitting down and, and that was pretty so you know, small. So it's a small group. It's not 50 yeah, yeah. So it was, HWPO thought, athletes. It's no, yeah, yeah. So we thought it was going to be the same thing. It was going to be more than five athletes, right? Because we yeah. thought people were doing the programming. And then it comes to, we kind of find out that it was only me and another athlete. And then it was Matt sitting across from us. Yeah. That's that was cool. more of like, holy shit. Like he's right in front of me. Like I looked up to this guy. Um, yeah. So 
that definitely helped out, you know, just calming the nerves a little bit, getting advice of like what to eat, how to approach this workout. Yeah. I wonder if Matt gets nervous too, because you think, um, although it's in the same family, um, it's, he's a rookie again now because he's a coach, right? Mm -hmm. So he's a rookie coach. So yeah, even though he was, you know, insanely and seasoned athlete, Oh, that's a great picture. Uh, Matt looks so endearing there. That's cool. Yeah. Who's that guy on the right? Is that? That's Josh. That's like his his right hand man. Him and and Jake Marconi. Okay. Yeah. Though those two guys are they're they're super good dudes too. That's not Luis Oscar Mora. No, 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 no. Luis Oscar. Oh, okay. Mora, he's a he's a competitor. <laughs> hey, does Luis speak English? He speaks. I want to say yeah. He speaks English. Yeah. Okay. You talk not Spanish. You talk Spanish but, to him when you talk to him. I do. I've, yeah. It's it's our conversations have been very short, but yeah, we whenever I talk to him, I'm just going to talk to him in Spanish. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um. So so I wonder um if it was nerve wracking for Matt too because you know he went from being like the most senior elder in his kind of lane, and now he's switching to this coaching, and he's and to to some extent you got to fake it till you make it, right? Yeah. I mean. I've never talked to him about that, but I'm sure it's as nerve wracking as, as it is for us. Right. When we go out to the competition floor. Right. But every, every single time I'm in this last year, he was my coach for, for the semifinals. Um, and then just everything before every workout, he would just tell me, you know what, like, dude, just go out there and just perform to your best ability. And I'm going to be proud of that. Like, I don't want you to think that because I'm here as your coach that you need to, you know, you need to get, top five he's like if you get last i'm still going to be proud of all your effort and he's like as long as you do what you can out there that's all that matters so that i mean that kind of helped but yeah like i said it probably it's probably he probably gets just as nervous as, as we do as athletes when he's out there coaching and is the plan this year to do the open quarterfinal semifinals and make the journey make the shot again is this like a, a are, are you pretty fired up right now do you already feel some nerves building yeah, I mean, I felt nervous going coming into this podcast. Uh, yeah, but I, yeah, I do, I do feel like that. You know, that's the that's the plan still this year. You know, open quarterfinals, and then hopefully from quarterfinals to semifinals. Yeah, and then hopefully the games, right? Yeah. Um. Are are you the are you the fittest, uh, Rafael Sanson that's ever been? Yeah, I think so. I definitely feel that. I feel. Confident in my in my weightlifting, gymnastics, same thing. Um, I feel well rounded, more than I did last year. Sorry, I'm gonna switch this. Uh, t- tell me, um, uh, what does the open mean to you? How 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 is that gonna be? Um, is is the goal to will you be like okay, I want to like what's the highest you've ever finished in the open? I was just looking at that yesterday. Um, I want to say like the three hundreds. Okay. Is and is, is, is you know we sit around here the pundits and those of us who watch the games as games fans and we think that you know hey for some people the open doesn't matter that they just because everyone's going to the quarterfinals all the guys at your ability what's your take on the open? Uh, for me, I I just the priority isn't very much there as far as you know I don't really focus mainly on the open workout right so like my training schedules tuesday wednesday thursday is active recovery friday which now this next week coming up 
is going to be the community open, right? And I'm going to try to do that. Hopefully I can with my schedule work with work wise, but I'll probably stay still train in the morning and then do that open workout probably in the afternoon with, uh, with everybody from the, from the community, from the, the, the gym where I go. Um, so like I said, it's, it's mainly, it's, it's more of, you know, an extra workout that's thrown to me and it's going to be thrown into my program. Okay. So you won't, <clears throat> you take you, I'm putting words in your mouth now, but it, it work with me. Uh, you take it seriously, but, um, but not so serious that you wouldn't do a workout in the morning before. Like you're not, it's, it's not the end all end all. You're not like, Hey, I have to fucking win the open at all costs. I'm going to, okay. Yeah. 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 To me, it's more of like, you know, as long as I can do good in the workout, like I have enough rest between my, my first session to that, to that second workout, hopefully. Um, it's not very like, uh, Oh, if I don't do well, I'm going to redo this workout. No. Yeah. It, it, it's it's just part of your training. You're good enough yep. to where it's just part of your training. Yeah. And then and then um, and then the quarterfinals is that nerve wracking as shit with all the cameras and like making sure you're recording and uploading it and all that. Tell me about that. Yeah. So the process, like I told you before, the process of doing that. It's I mean, it's me and my wife, and sometimes the gym owner Josh. Um, he's the one that's judging me, or if not, it's my wife, right? But um, yeah, that's super. That's super hard on us because we don't have a big group, right? We don't have a big team to help, you know, like we are the ones in charge of that. Measuring it out and the tape and double checking and making sure that you film the weights and like, yep. So for me, it's not like, okay, I'm just going to walk into the gym. I'm going to warm up and everything is being taken care of. Like, no, it's like, I'm a part of the process as much as my wife is. I mean, she's the one in charge of recording. I'm sure she, she, she does feel the stress, the stress more than me, but yeah, it's it's that's a little bit more, you know, like I have to be super, super careful on hitting every standard, hitting every measurement, recording, making sure I upload the videos right. Like all that is a lot, a lot more stress on me, the quarters. Yeah, that's it. Sounds so stressful. Um, I never believed in anyone more. This man has a work ethic and drive. He will make the games one day. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, there you go. A.K. Pool boy. Uh, last year, he had to do the crossover workout twice the same day because he fucked up like a ding-dong. Uh-oh. Yep. So this, every year, <laughs> these past Look at, he he made you a shit sandwich. Yeah. Some yep. love and then just some shit on it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so these last two years, I've I've screwed up the first workout. What and happened? I, what happened? Like, what's screw up mean? <clears throat> so this last year, you know how we had those crossovers? Yeah. I, I they was, were in the, There were crossovers in the open last year? Yeah, the singles. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know. No, that. not the open. Sorry, no, no, no. Quarterfinals. Oh, quarterfinals. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, when they released it, right? They released it the following morning. I did the workout, and the way I counted the crossovers was you count them when you cross. It's one. When you uncross it, that's two. The way I was counting them was was one, two, and oh. I think it was a total of forty or fifty, whatever it was. So I pretty much did double the work. Okay. And then yeah, they. I think later on that day, after I had done the workout, they released how to count the crossovers. So you right, you count it one when you cross, and then two when you uncross it. Okay, okay. So I had done double the work, and my score wasn't the best with me doing double. Right. And right from the beginning, I was, I mean, I was pretty sore already. It was a lot of dumbbell snatches. Um, I was like, well, there goes another opportunity. I had to redo that workout the next morning. Um, so that that you know that 
that mentally already put me like in a hole. I was like, man, is this going to really hurt me for my repeat? And this, this is also going to hurt me for the rest of the workouts. And then the year before that, same thing. I, I didn't do certain um, standards with the with the tape lines. I had to redo one of the workouts. Uh, so hopefully this year is a lot cleaner, right? But, but you still made it to the semifinals both, both years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Both years I made it. Uh, J- Joseph St- Standridge. I've had the pleasure of competing alongside Rafa, class act and beast of an athlete. This guy will for sure be in the games one day. Thank you, Joseph. Thank you. Uh, Jamie Latimer, uh, games athlete. Uh, I did the same thing. Doubled them. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. What you said makes. Uh, yeah. And like I said, they, when they released the workout, they never released how to count them. So I feel like for a lot of people that have never done them, at least counting them, you just thought that, right, when you cross it and uncross it, that's going to be one rep. But it wasn't the case. Uh, I, I appreciate you coming on here. What a cool story. What a uh, good – I mean, you probably don't see it this way, but you're an amazing role model. You're, you are truly uh, an amazing role model. You're focused. You're a gentleman. You've, you're, you're handling your business. I respect the fuck out of you, dude. Thanks for coming on, Rafael. Of course, dude. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. This and is- um, – Anytime, and don't fuck up because I'm be prone to talk shit about you. So don't don't screw up. Don't fall oh. off the don't fall off the pedestal. I'm putting you on. All right, then, dude. Yeah, I'll try not to. All right, tell your wife uh, and daughter thank you for letting us have uh, Papa this morning. Appreciate it. Of course, dude. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, cheers, and I hope to run into you. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, we're not that area. far away, so hopefully we uh, we can meet. I felt like I've seen you around, but yeah, hopefully this time we can meet in person. Soon. Right on, dude. All right, Savan. Thank you. Yep. Have a good morning. You too. Rafael Sanson. What a nice oh, guy. It, Caleb, will you open up the DEI um, checklist and check off brown person for the show for uh, February? Okay. Thank brown you. Thank person you. February. Thank you. All right. God, that's a good dude. When I interview people like that, I'm like, that's the son my mom wanted. All polite and shit and kind and look at God. It's, David's getting so soft. I mean, uh, sorry. I mean, thank you, David. I appreciate the the uh, the objective and ever critical uh, observation. Hey, David, how come um, when I post something or I say something about a girl, I'm creepy as fuck, but when you say Paige Powers is cute or whoever you said was cute, you're it's it's cool. I, I want to know that. What do I have to do so that it, it's just okay and I'm not creepy as fuck? What do I have to do? What do I have to do? Or am I just doomed? Am I just doomed to be creepy? Did I miss this? Is this... um... What a morning. Someone made a... um, Someone made a comment. uh, Oh, you're creepy too. Oh, all right. Fine. That sucks. I was hoping that you could lead me. Oh, men are creepy. It's like just... Uh, Bernie Gannon, I hope that Rafa becomes the big shot games athlete. He will still talk to Sevi, even if Sevi doesn't like his shoes. 
Yeah, don't hate on me because I because I don't like your shoes. Hey, listen, I totally understand. Uh, Daniel Brandon's doing the right thing, standing up for a sponsor. Let me tell you, I would fucking if one of you talk shit about Paper Street Coffee, I'd block you into fucking put you in that little glass cube that uh, they shot the bad guys in in the Superman movie off into in like the 1980s Superman. Did you ever see that Superman, Caleb? It's from the 80s. No, I know what you're talking. <laughs> the about. graphics are so bad. Superman catches the three bad guys and shoots them off into space in this like flat glass. Uh, talk shit about yeah. <clears throat> I, there is no rad hate. I don't have any rad. I don't get the rad hate. That's the. There's nothing to. You shouldn't get it. There isn't any. I don't like. There is none. There's no rad hate. The guy. There's no, I don't hate people because they play victim and because they make shoes that I don't like. Not, not even at all. Dude, imagine how much I put myself on the line. There's whole Reddit threads out there that fucking call me a pedophile and misogynist. Like, like, like I can't dislike his shoes or think it's weird that he plays the victim. You don't understand. It's a, it's a, it's a, um, uh, Savvy, you don't understand. It's a marketing strategy. I don't have to understand. Like, it doesn't matter if it's a marketing strategy. You don't understand. It's a marketing strategy for me to not like the victims. Like, like, where does that end? I'm just saying, I don't like, I don't like the shoe. I don't think it has a lasting style. I don't. Uh, oh yeah. That thing. Yeah. That's wow. I can't believe you found that. I think that's from the, 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 when they're coming back. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Banished yeah. to the phantom zone. <clears throat> yeah. That thing was weird. God, look, did you see those graphics? God, <laughs> movies used to be crazy. That was like a huge blockbuster. Uh, incredible. There's no hate for Rad. I'm sure the, I've heard nothing but great. I've nothing. Listen, I've heard the Caleb loves Caleb's wearing the shoes right now. Souza loves the shoes. I like them a lot. They're good. Yeah. I was there was one the one thing I have a problem with is that they one of the soul part of the soul just like peels away too easy. It's like uh, a, like a banana. They they peel like a banana, but other than that they're great. Uh, they're ugly and and play victims. Yeah, that's it. Uh, but whatever, like all you has to do is be like, "Yeah, I played the victim motherfucker. I'm a crybaby." Trying to sell more and, shoes, and listen, and not only did he play the crybaby, but he made it sound like it was like tears fault or something. Listen, I Anyway, sensitivos, sensitivos. I mean, what do you want me to say 10 nice things about rad yeah we got that's on the list for this month too for february 10, 10 nice. nice things about rad someone wrote um <clears throat> someone wrote in the comments someone wrote in the comments on youtube they said yeah i can't do anything with narrow feet for narrow feet people i can't i can't i can't do narrow feet um Someone in the uh, comments said, Sevon, are you just being promoting the open so that they'll let you do the behind the scenes? It's just like, do you really care why I'm promoting the open or are you just being an asshole? Like, it's just such a, like, why would you type that out? Are you like 
do you just wipe your ass so that you don't get shit on your underwear or do you do it because just everyone else is doing it? I mean, where did there's just such such a shitty question. How about how about this? I could give you a thousand reasons why I'm promoting the open. But who care? But I, I, I just know that there's something else under there that you're doing or saying or trying to get to that just fucking makes me just want to fucking kick you in the vag. How about the fact that um, one of my dearest friends ever works at CrossFit and I want to help him support his thing? How about that? How about just that? How about that? Yeah, my boy Dave is in charge of the CrossFit Games. And, um, he's, he, he, uh, you don't know what CrossFit is. It's, a, it's this uh, lifestyle methodology and they have a yearly checkup that's called the open and it's cool. And, um, and I used to work there and I've dedicated fucking the last 15 years of my life to it too, which is kind of honest. I mean, shut the fuck up. I, I, I just hate that kind of like that dipshit plange was in here in the beginning of the show. Just spewing just moron shit. You know what that no one should interact with that guy, by the way. That guy is a that guy is I, I've told you about that guy before. That's the guy who's like sends me a, a DM and says, why are you erasing our DMs? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Why am I erasing your DMs? He's like, I know you're erasing our DMs and I have screenshots of all our DMs and I'm going to post them. D dude, you're some fucking grown ass man on the fucking internet. That's I, I don't even know how to erase DMs. And now you're telling me you're taking screenshots of my shit. You go out of your way to post something negative every single day somewhere in my world. Like go, go what, what? you're fucking disgusting. I seriously feel like it's like I have like a like I um uh like how I imagine what it's like to have a dingleberry. Like I like have a psycho in my you know what a dingleberry is like like poop stuck in your butt hair. Yeah, it just <laughs> It's just so weird. <laughs> what a cool guy. I woke up this morning. I took a shit, drank a cup of coffee. Now I'm going over to the Sevon podcast to be a douche nozzle and make up a bunch of weird shit. Sounds like a fun routine, you know? Dude, as a kid, I had so much shit in my underwear. I gotta ask my mom about that. How would she? How how would she? Um. How would she? Uh, how how did she let that happen? I would not let that happen to my kids. I call her. I feel like calling her right now on the show and asking her. 
I don't want to harass her. She, she's, I think she's feeling sick. She's got a cold or something. Like you used to get like crazy dirty underwear. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. My mom put, I, I lived in tidy whiteies and every single one of my tidy whiteies had a brown stain on them, no matter how much you bleached them. And like, sometimes <laughs> I pull my underwear off and it'd be like stuck to my ass. There'd be a strip of shit on it. And I didn't even have hair on my butt then. Oh, toothy and so good. Oh my God, you guys, I'm so fucking excited. Oh my God. I ordered one. I ordered one this morning. I can't believe this exists. Oh my goodness. I took screenshots of all of our DMs and I'm going to publish them. I, I, please do. Why are you erasing our DMs? Hey, what is that? What is that thing that happens? You know, so uh, here's some here's some Instagram talk. You guys want to hear about some Instagram talk? Sorry, Matuthian, you gotta be you gotta wait. So when I go through my DMs now, I um when I when I look at them and I leave them, it does it still says they're unread. I actually have to swipe up a little bit, right? Have you noticed that? You probably have so many DMs that by the time you get through all the unread ones, it'll refresh and give you the other unread ones that you haven't read yet. No, what I mean is, is like, look, I mean, uh, let me see if I can look, show pool boys. Okay. So look, so here's, here's pool boys, right? I just opened it right okay. now. If I go back, oh, it says unread. Hold on. Let me try another one. Let me try Jonathan Ortega's. So I'm going to click Jonathan Ortega's and it says, uh, so I clicked it, right? Mm -hmm. And then I go back. Oh shit. It says unread. Fuck. Like it says red, it continues to say unread after you. Yes. And so then okay. I would have to go back to it and kind of just swipe up gently, even though there's yeah. nothing below it. And then, and then I go back. And so, um, um, hold on a second. Look at, look at this. Look at this. Now you threaten to post our interactions on your show. That That's a, you oh my god you guys listen uh, I, I know you guys know this but i even if people are complete assholes to me i always ask hey do you care if i post this and when this fucking this is how psycho this dude is he's like i've taken screenshots and i'm gonna post it and i said please do i'd love to see I, that would be fun for the community to see that you're a psycho uh please post them let's see how it works out for my brand and your brand how re whose reputation gets enhanced and who gets tarnished he goes well i'm and then he starts like backpedaling I threatened, I threatened you. I never fucking have threatened anybody in my fucking life. Like the most I'll say to my kids is like, hey, you better behave or we're going to bed early. Threatened you. You fucking ding dong. I don't have a fucking bone in my body like that. Um, so, so these, um, so these, so, but then if you swipe up too hard, so look at, here's Jonathan. Sorry, Jonathan. But there's nothing here. If you swipe up too hard, it goes to this mode, this van, what's called vanish mode, vanish mode. And then I always panic. You just swipe up one more time because I think that someone's trying. Then I think that they think that they see that I did that and that I'm somehow trying to uh, erase our conversation. So then I start panicking and start swiping up really fast. Yeah, I think it want, it's like telling you that there's still messages you haven't seen yet, and that's why it continues to say unread. 
Oh, like, oh. I know, but I have seen them. That's what's weird. Yeah, you just have to scroll. Oh, look, I just did one. Of course. Okay, so look at this guy, Alan. I click on it, and then I come back, and it's still blue. I click on it. I come back. It's still blue. I click on it, and I just go up a little bit like that. Now it's unread. It's like, what the fuck? That it's just so takes hard. I don't I don't I don't have time for that much swiping. <clears throat> oh yeah. And what is vanish mode? What is vanish mode? Basically shit disappears after a while. Yeah, it's like Snapchat, but for Instagram, I think. Oh. So if I send you a dick pic, it vanishes my shit to you too? I think so. Instagram hates you. Don't you remember? Yeah. Uh, vanish mode is for sending nudes. There you go. Hmm. All right. Raphael Sanson. Even even keeled, right? Yeah. He's cool. Ch so chill. So chill. Uh did you guys see Ariel Lowen's? Uh, oh, maybe I should save this for the news. Oh, what's what's going on with this thing? I saw um, this thing in our thread the other day. What is the what's the what's going on here? What is this? The Heat One Open Twenty Twenty Four Bracket Challenge. Download and fill out your bracket. Share on Instagram and tag. Oh, I see. I see. Hmm. I see. So you just pick who's going to win 24.1, Jeffrey Adler or Jay Crouch, and then you move them forward. Roman Krennikoff or Brent Fikowski moving forward. Ricky Garrard down. Oh, this is cool. Tune in on YouTube every Wednesday night at the Barbell Spin, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to catch up on all the action. I think Get With the Programming is having a Wednesday night show, too. That'll be cool. Two boys like Mexico. Yes. Uh, uh, Jonathan Ortega, you pick the winners across in the app uh, or the website. If the app in the app, you can win stuff. Oh, th there's an automated version of this, so you can know. just I've write it in the app. Let's find out. Okay. Oh, I have to update the app, and we'll see. Yeah, it looks like there's one on the app. That's cool. I'm going to send you some Matuthian. What you do is, Caleb, what you do yes. is you get your toothbrush wet and then you bang it on the side of the uh, sink and knock off the extra water. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm hmm You're good at that. Yeah. Dink, 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 banging. 
I'm good at banging. And then you and then you dip it a little bit in the powder, and then you just start and you gently brush your teeth. In, in the instructions, it says two minutes. I wouldn't do. I don't do two minutes. Two minutes you, seems two, two, two minutes. Like two minutes seems a little excessive. I just do all the teeth, like you know. I don't know. Oh, okay. Forty seconds or a minute seems like. Do you feel? Does it give you like a refreshed feeling at the end of your tooth brushing, or is it just like? It, it's more than that. It feels like your teeth are like. It's a it's a different kind of feeling because your teeth actually feel clean. It's more like you, you know, like when you brush your teeth or you do mouthwash or you do like Listerine spray. It's like you have this freshness, but but this stuff actually makes your your mouth feel clean. Like hmm. like it's the difference between cleaning a, 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 a pan with like um the 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 soft side of the brush versus the other side. Like you're just your teeth feel clean. Okay, interesting. Yeah. I've never used powdered toothpaste, so this will be yeah. This they have fun. minty and non minty. Most people prefer minty. I'm 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 impartial, and there's a tiny bit of salt in there. Does oh. the non minty taste like anything? No. It, um, the first time you do it, you're kind of like, am Am I brushing my teeth with just a handful of dirt? <laughs> <laughs> Monica, I just ordered the peppermint, and it takes so little. It's crazy. What makes me realize also that it's so awesome too is my kids. My kids had all like the fancy tooth toothpastes, you know, and all the different like flavors and non fluoride and like hippie shit. And now my kids just love the the powder. They're just straight powder. My kids have perfect, perfectly white teeth. But but also that being said, I really did like what um, OPT said. James Fitzgerald said about like tooth. Once again, toothbrushing is just therapeutic. If you eat right, you know, you don't got to worry about too much of that shit. And that's, I mean. You see those people in Africa and India. In India, see if you could find this image. In India, um, every morning I would wake up and I would walk to get a cup of coffee. And by the way, they the coffees were in ceramic cups, but you just drink out of it and throw it into a pile and it breaks. Like the guy, the guy who make makes cups and coffee. It was a, it's a trip. But they're hard ceramic cups. But then they're just still one one users. I don't know how they do it. They're just made of like I guess local clay. But there's also this spot where everyone walks by and you just pick up a stick and you brush your teeth with a stick. So there's like this pie every morning. There's this pile of toothbrushes that's as big as like like a bedroom at your house. And it's just these wooden sticks they brush their teeth with. It's fucking crazy. And there's just shitloads of dudes passing by grabbing a stick, brush your teeth with it and then throw it in the pile. It's weird. I never figured out what that was. Misswalk. Miss and all their teeth are so white. And crazy, crazy big white teeth. Let me see. Yeah, like that, like that. Yeah, and there's just a huge pile of those sticks. Huge. Well, you have to like bite the end off, and then you can start brushing your teeth. And then, and then, and so the, you just walk by there and grab one of those sticks and brush your teeth with it. What the fuck? <clears throat> oh, that's fucking weird. All right. Anything else? Let me see if there's anything fun in here. Where's my my live call-in shows? Do I even do live call-in shows anymore? My notes are just a fucking disaster. How about how about in San Francisco they got a non-citizen lady elected to the commission? Have you seen this story? 
How does that work? Uh, San Francisco appoints first non-citizen to election commission. I'm deeply committed to ensuring that everyone, regardless of immigration status, has a seat at the table in shaping the future of our city. The San Francisco Election Commission has, for what is believed to be the first time in history, appointed someone who isn't a U.S. citizen who isn't legally allowed to vote to serve as an official. The officer, Kelly Wong, she's born in Hong Kong. She's Chinese. Wow. Was sworn in February 14th. Put her in the election committee. Fuck it. Uh, her, her, uh, like her, her primary focus in life has been, uh, immigration fairness or something. She hopes to improve immigration and non-English voter engagement. Uh, I'm not so interested in that. I'm, 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 I'm like kind of a little, I'm, I'm not interested in that. The former resident of Hong Kong, which is now which now belongs to China and recently saw mass pro-democracy protests over people's lack of true electoral representation. Holy shit. <clears throat> Holy shit. <sighs> You gonna move to San Francisco, Caleb? Fuck no, Caleb. Testing? No. no, no, absolutely not. I'm I'm good right here in the old Midwest. What the? I gotta ask Sam. Hold on, I'll be right back. Sam, can you max this thing out? Yeah, let's go. What the fuck is this thing? I got it. Oh, we're in business. Oh, fudge. That's heavy. That is freaky. It's like this thing is about to eat me. He said it's heavy, but he means it's hard, <laughs> right? Crazy. It's not heavy. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. No, it could be heavy. Right? It's just loading itself. Hard piece of work. That's fun. Oh, oh I'm not going to make it. Wow. That's heavy. There's no way that's for 40. It's got to be heavier. That's hard. I gotta go again. I gotta ask Sam. Hold on, I'll be right back. Sam. He's gotta ask Sam. Why is he gonna ask Sam? Oh, ask, ask. I don't even understand that thing. I think Sam Dancer did it. He might have maxed it out. On a one to ten, how bad do you want to buy that? Mm, like a two. Yeah. I don't care for that. Uh, Sabir and Kelly, um, buying Matuthi and it'll probably arrive in four weeks' time. Oh, yeah, yeah. For I don't can can you send it to a foreign country? I don't know if, if you can do that. Might get stopped in the in the mail. Probably look like Coke. <laughs> All right. Guess what I have to do. <clears throat> P. Yeah. I think another behind the scenes comes out today. 
I think so. Remembers. All right, guys, listen. Uh, let's um, let's turn down the uh, DMs about pedophilia and uh, <laughs> Hunter Biden, and let's turn it up about uh, news. Because I'm going through my DMs because I want to trying to do a news show every day. So any any like any like CrossFit news bras that are too tight, new OnlyFans pages for CrossFitters, Rogue that you think are cool, uh, whatever updates on the guy who was taking pictures of penises at the games, any of that stuff. Where's your gains box? What do you mean by that? Gains box said to open your gains box. Oh. Oh, I. Oh, do I have a gains box? Oh, do you know what I do have? Look at this. What the fuck is that? These are my um. These are my socks I got from uh, Toe Spacers, and they have ones that they I I got the grippy ones and the non grippy ones. Little toe holes in there. Yeah. I'm wearing it for the first time today. Oh, weird. Oh, your toes actually fit in there. I think, yeah. I think me and Danielle Brandon wear the same socks. Whoa. All right. I have to pee. Gloves for your feet. Yes. Thank you. That's probably a good way to say it instead of socks. Yeah. All right. Love you guys. I mean, still some, you can send some, you know, whack shit still. Comedians are good. But hook a brother up with some CrossFit news. Okay. Mm, Boo-bye.